I couldn't breathe. I was in chronic pain. I'd be in tears. My digestion was horrible. My hair was falling out. I literally thought I was dying. And I thought I refused to allow to be my quality of life. Hi, I'm Natalie Mullen, former people pleaser and queen of doing way too much, turned holistic life coach and wellness educator for purpose-seeking women of color and allies. Welcome to From a Full Cup. On this podcast, I teach you how to use the 12 pillars of wellness to discover your purpose, uplevel your well-being, and create the life of your dreams, because we all deserve to be fulfilled, and you simply can't pour from an empty cup. Through candid conversations, insightful interviews, and motivational nuggets, you'll feel inspired, empowered, and supported as together we navigate this thing called life, holistically and with your well-being at the center. If you're committed to personal development and you're ready for more, you're in the right place. Now let's get started. I'm so excited to dig into this conversation. Today, you're going to be listening to an episode with Heather Lee Chapman. She's an author, speaker, and transformation coach, and she assists people with becoming the best version of themselves and having the freedom to live the life that they design. She's a designated NLP, timeline therapy, and hypnotherapy practitioner, and a neurolinguistics programming coach. This conversation gets really good, so let's jump in. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of From a Full Cup. I am so excited to have with me Heather Lee Chapman today. We are going to be digging into a great conversation. Heather, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Natalie. I'm so grateful to be here with you and share all about NLP and timeline therapy with your audience. Let's do it. And before we dig into that, I want to talk about our opening segment. So this fills my cup. So I know you had listened to one of the recent episodes, and I'd love for you to share your feedback and how that episode filled your cup. Well, it's a topic that has come up a lot recently with people, and I was scrolling through and looking at the titles, and it really caught my eye about to stop normalizing toxic behavior. And guys, you want to check in. That's a four-minute episode, episode number 64, off the top. So good. Uh, So many golden nuggets in there. And what I loved about it is that often we don't realize the behavior is toxic because it's become normalized and it's in our regular environment. And so often we don't realize that is even not filling our cup until we go somewhere else that does fill our cup. And then we return to that. And then we go, wait a second. That's not how other people spoke to me. They weren't unconsciously, intentionally trying to trigger me or start fights or belittle me, all that behavior that you were talking about on the episode. So that was the biggest thing is that most people don't even know it's toxic behavior. So you've got to leave the environment, try different environments, hang out with different people who are focused on mental health, wellness, personal growth. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about was the boundaries. So you noted uh, how boundaries were so important there and when we set boundaries with people who are constantly behaving towards us in a negative way, that's the hardest place to set boundaries. And we might set them, but we often then don't keep them because we're afraid of the repercussions. But in the end, it's about filling your cup and you can't do it without those healthy boundaries. And so create that space, set those boundaries and put yourself in different environments so that you can start to see how real healthy behavior looks like. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. And 
for the listeners, I was actually on Heather's podcast as well. And we were having part of our conversation was talking about boundaries. I'm going to link that in the show notes. So go and check out that episode as well, because they actually fit really well together. But it's so important to be able to normalize talks, uh, to see where you are experiencing toxic behavior and then what the changes are that you need to make. Thank you, Heather, so much for sharing that. And now let's get into the episode. I really want to dig into your expertise, which is around timeline therapy and neurolinguistic programming, also known as NLP. And I'd love for you to share what is that and how can people use this as a tool for personal transformation? Well, absolutely. Excellent question. And I love NLP and timeline therapy. So I first discovered NLP and neurolinguistics programming uh, when I started to study with an educational company called Landmark Worldwide, and they use principles from NLP. And that interested me into reading books about it, looking about coaches, searches, uh, searching for designations. I even had looked a lot at doing um, my master's and PhD in psychology, and everything kept leading me back to NLP instead of psychology. So I did a lot of research into it and found that it is what the elites of the elites use. It's what's used in marketing. It's what's used to direct human behavior. It is basically, so NLP is the study of excellence and how to reproduce it. It's a study of human conditioning and behavior. So basically how we became the way we are, why we act and do what we do, and how to change it. So how to become excellent and then how to reproduce that in your environment and help other people elicit change as well. There's many different techniques and tools in NLP, but it's all based on the language. So we look a lot at the neuro, so the neurology that gets strengthened via the language we use to describe our experience or our reality. That's what programs us. So in our un- we have a conscious and an unconscious mind. Our conscious mind was like, yeah, I'm going to have a coffee and I'm going to come on this podcast today and it's going to be so good. And my unconscious mind was like, wait, are you good enough to share what you know? Like there's always things going on in there. So there's about a million bits of information per second you are filtering and bringing in and processing. But your conscious mind can only do about 124 bits a minute. So where do the other millions of bits go? They go into your unconscious mind. This is where I like to call we have filters. All that information gets deleted, distorted, and generalized based off your conditioning and mental filters, which were given to you by the model of the world you grew up in. That's why two people can go on vacation and tell a completely different story because their experience goes through those filters. So. Somebody came back and had an absolute sense of gratitude and somebody else complained and blamed because somebody was taught no matter what, harvest a good, be grateful. And somebody else was taught to always look for what's not working. And that's their pattern, their behavior. So what we're looking to do with NLP is help change the filters, help change the behavior to elicit change, positive change that lasts because often we force things. And they can, that change only stays for so long because we are willing it. But we actually have to work with changing the unconscious mind because that is running 98% of your thoughts, feelings, and actions. So unconsciously, over and over again, you think the same, you do the same, you be the same. So if you want something different, 
you actually have to change and you have to work with that unconscious mind. And so that's why I love, love, love timeline therapy because it's of all the things, of all the tools, I've got hypnotherapy. I'm a certified nutritional practitioner. I have so many tools in my belt, studied advanced spiritual training. And timeline therapy is the tool that gets the quickest breakthrough for clients and gets to the root cause. So with timeline therapy, we're able to access your unconscious mind by putting you into a relaxed state and using certain language to be able to get you into that state where we can go in and change those filters or those beliefs. So we have limiting beliefs and those are beliefs we have all the time. Like I'm not enough. We like to call them our uns, unworthy. And then you have partial beliefs, beliefs that you believe some of the time. So maybe only some of the times you believe you're unworthy. So we have two different techniques that we use for those. But those are the things that we need to change to change the results on the outside. So that 98% of your thoughts, feelings, actions, and beliefs are different. So your results can be different. And with timeline therapy, we're actually working um, with the beliefs from this lifetime from past lifetimes and passed down genealogically. So we know that generational trauma, beliefs, energy gets transferred with us via our DNA. So if we look into things like a biology of belief, the study of epigenetics by Dr. Bruce Lipton, it took him 20 years to prove it as a science. And you look at things that Joe Dispenza is doing. He's going around the world healing people with energy medicine looking at tumors disappearing within hours, within days, under um, review, like while they're watching it happen under ultrasound. So there's so much we just don't know. We don't know about the human body, mind, and experience yet, um, that there's so much more for us to learn. We just really have to be open for the opportunity. So timeline therapy and neurolinguistics isn't commonly known or talked about. Um, and this is one of my missions is to help make it commonly known because I do believe each of us deserve to have the roadmap of how this vehicle works that we get to take through life so that we're given our best chance. Wow. I love that. And, you know, there's so many things that come to mind, but I'll start with how you kind of got introduced to NLP because I think I kind of stumbled into NLP as well. When I was doing my wellness coaching certification, the program was designed with an NLP influence. So it was kind of guiding us how should we ask our questions to be able to help our clients and our coaching clients be able to tap into their subconscious. So I was like, oh, what is this NLP thing? And how come the coaching is so effective? That's what I noticed. Even when I was just a student, we would observe um, other coaching sessions in practice. Every single time there was a breakthrough. And these were short sessions. They were only about 15, 20 minutes that we were observing at a time. And I was like, how can they have such consistent results every single time? But I realized that because of the kinds of questions that were being asked, they were so strategic at just allowing the recipient to open up and to really tap into things that they had not thought about before. And I think this might be where it's a little bit different from therapy. And I'd love for you to maybe explain uh, you know, your experience with NLP and uh, timeline therapy and maybe how it differs from traditional therapy, because I think that the modalities are so different and I think they're both valuable, but I really think that NLP is tapping into something that is 
I want to call it groundbreaking and revolutionary, even though I know it's been around for a while. But as you said, it's just not talked about enough. So tell me, in your opinion, what do you think the differences are? So I have referred clients to psychologists and psychotherapists, and I find that can be great value for people. But what we also understand is that the mind doesn't understand the difference between real and imagined. And so from research, they've shown that talk therapy is actually increasing the cortisol in the body and the stress in the body because you're having the person relive the experience over and over again. And what they ideally are trying to do is remove the emotion from it. So you, the joke is in, in like Landmark or in NLP, we would say the trauma and then be able to say it with the same emotion of like, and then I ate breakfast. So what they're trying to do is take the emotion out of it. So it just is but then you're actually strengthening those neural pathways. So I know there, and I, I haven't seen a psychologist or a psychotherapist myself, so I can't speak to it. I know lots of people have um, received help and support and benefited from it. But I also believe that NLP and timeline therapy is getting to the root cause, not a symptom. And that's why I like holistic nutrition too, right? When you're going to the doctor, you're often... Um, working with treatment for symptoms, not what is the root cause. And so the biggest thing with NLP, timeline therapy, uh, nutrition, it's all about getting to the root cause. So what is the thing that's causing that? So that behavior that's happening often is what we call a secondary gain. You do that behavior to validate the limiting belief. So the secondary gain is, oh, see, I am unworthy. And so the behavior is a byproduct of the belief. And so what we want to do is actually get to the root cause. So I think they do go hand in hand. And I did recently work with a client who noted of how many years he had done talk therapy. We just did the rapid breakthrough, which was about two and a half hours. We have to do negative emotions first before we can work with the limiting beliefs. Um, and it had been weeks and he hadn't gone back and he'd felt better than he ever had. So that's my experience with the client. Um, and again, I think everything serves its place and is beneficial. I just truly believe if you want to elicit change, no matter what, you need to get to the root cause. And that's what I, I believe is different about these tools and techniques. And I, I really appreciate you sharing that because I think so many times, and I love what you said, it's not about a competition. It's not that one is better than the other. Everything has its place and everything has its purpose. One of the things I'm really passionate about on this podcast is just giving people options, giving them <laughs> tools that they can put in their toolbox and figure out what works for them, right? And yeah. sometimes what works for you in this season is going to be different from what works for you in another season. So you need to have a variety of tools for a variety of experiences. It's just like, you know, if my table breaks, the saw is not what puts it back together. I need a hammer and I need nail. But yeah. if I want to build a table, now I need a saw and I need some wood and I need to cut it and measure it, right? So it's like different tools for different purposes, different experiences. And so the more that you can educate yourself on what is available, what is out <laughs> there, what can I add to my toolbox, then when the time or situation arises, you know what to rely on. And I think that NLP and timeline therapy is a great addition to one's toolbox. Now, can you tell me what are some of the misconceptions that people have in regards to these tools and just in mindset work in general? And then how do you address those? 
Well, so because <laughs> um, I am timeline therapy, NLP, and hypnotherapy designated, the hypnotherapy is usually the one like a lot of people don't know a lot about timeline therapy or NLP, but they're familiar with hypnotherapy. But the old thing with hypnotherapy is like, we're going to get you to get on the stage and cluck like a chicken, right? right? So that's where a lot of the misconception comes in. We can't make you do anything. So you, you have to be consciously willing or the unconscious mind will override and you won't be able to elicit hypnotherapy. So again, we can't make you do anything. Um, you have to be a willing participant. Otherwise, it doesn't work. So don't worry. We aren't going to like put witch power over you and put you under some kind of hypnotic control. That's not what it looks like at all. So that's one of the biggest misconceptions. Um, and then another misconception I find is that um, it is going to be this one and done with mindset work. Like, oh, just fix me. I've been working on this for years, this one pill, this one time, this one thing. But let's think about it. Let's just give or take. You've been around here for 40 years. That's 40 years worth of limiting beliefs you've built up and you've strengthened that need working on. And it's not one belief. I promise you there's many of them. So we like to joke that the self-healing experience is like an onion. There's many layers. And when you think you've nailed it, you're like, oh, there's one more layer. And when you think you nailed that, there's one more layer. And so it's a journey. It's a self-healing journey. There's no magic pill, whether it's psychotherapy, timeline therapy, NLP. Yeah, we get to the root cause of one thing, but there's many things. It's like a computer program. There's not one thing that makes this computer run. There's many things. So I find that's the two main misconceptions is um, people are worried we're going to make you like click like a chicken or that they won't be in control. And then the other is that, oh, it's just a magic pill. It's a one and done. Self-healing is a journey. You have to be willing to do the inner work. Most people have taken all their emotions, all their experiences. They've put them in boxes. They've never dealt with it and they've buried it somewhere. And then when an external experience happens, it triggers the past unhealed experience. So we're like, oh, that person made me feel that way. But the truth is their behavior triggered that unhealed experience. And that's what had you elicit the feeling. So no one can really make you feel that way. And so those boxes are all in there. And we need to start to take them out one by one and unload and reprogram. And so it is a journey. <laughs> not a one and done. And I just want people to be open to that journey and be willing to open those boxes, to feel the feelings uh, that we probably were too afraid to before, and then use the NLP tools and techniques to reframe the experience, to get what you need to learn from it, and so that you can move past it and so that it no longer controls your future reality and results. It is a journey. <laughs> it's definitely a journey. I think personal development, self-improvement, once you start, it's almost obsessive. You just want to continue and you because you realize the power of it, right? You realize mm. the power of working on your mindset, shifting your mindset. But what we have to realize is we aren't in this world by ourselves. None of us live in a bubble. So societal influences are always impacting us, either directly or indirectly. Our family is impacting us. Our work mm. is impacting us. Okay, community is impacting us. There's even a collective mindset as well as an individual mindset. So we are always in need of this work. And as we change as people, hopefully, 
year year by year we're evolving but also just life is changing different circumstances right we our needs and our requirements shift and change so that's why we need to continuously be doing this work but it's not from a place of oh my gosh you know like i know sometimes people are against as an example let's use therapy oh my gosh i have to go to therapy or i don't want to go to therapy but whether it's therapy whether it's nlp whether it's timeline therapy there's so many different modalities the point is it's an opportunity so see it as, mm-hmm. oh, I have the opportunity to work on myself proactively. As I'm moving forward, I'm still working on not just what's happened in the past, but how do I move forward? I am forward obsessed. I am not interested in having long conversations about what's happened in the past. I can I talk about what's happened in the past for a short time to now influence where my forward trajectory is. What, where am I going with this, right? I don't want to st- be stuck in the past. And it, when you were talking, um, it, it's funny because you were you were talking about like going to the doctor for symptoms, right? So I don't yes. feel well. I have this reaction in my body. And then your doctor gives you medication and it deals with the symptom. But right now we're seeing a crisis in healthcare. We are seeing so many people with chronic illness that are now on medication for the rest of their life. And this is not what we were designed for. This is not a thriving, optimal, healthy life. So the answer to that, or the flip side to that is, what do we do to get to the root cause? So in healthcare, now that we see uh, coming forward, integrative medicine, functional medicine, and what they're doing are these elaborate tests to look and see what is going on in your blood, in your gut, in all of those areas to figure out where is the mismatch? What, what is the root cause of all of these symptoms? So because of this, I wouldn't say, okay, we'll just get rid of your doctor. Because if you're not feeling well in the moment, you do need something to treat those symptoms. But if you don't go back and figure out the root cause, guess what? You're going to be at the doctor every week and you're going to still have the same condition. And it's actually going to increase and get worse because we never figured out what the root cause was. And it's the same kind of thing I can pause it right here in terms of mindset work. So we're not just looking at, okay, well, why am I depressed or why am I scared? Why am I anxious? Not just the symptoms of that. I feel uncomfortable. I feel nervous. I feel stressed. What are the root causes that have happened even in our childhood? And what you mentioned about, you know, other experiences, even from our past, maybe generations before that is carrying through the DNA. That is really fascinating to me. It's really high level. And maybe for some people that might spook them out a little bit and they're like, okay, I don't know what, where she's going with this. But I think the point here is to be open, right? And if we're open-minded, I'm not a person who thinks, I think you have to do what's in alignment for you. So you can take certain parts of what someone says and be open to those parts. And if if you feel something's out of alignment for you, then reject it, right? It's okay. The listeners, you don't have to do everything Heather says. You don't have to do everything I say. You have to figure out what do you believe and what's going to work for you. But just listen, just listen and be open to hearing. And then you can make those choices for yourself, right? But then if you get to that point where you're like, okay, I want to dig deeper. I want to understand the root cause. I want to go back and figure out why this happened. And then now how can I reframe, just as you said, so that I can move forward? This is where your power comes. That is your secret sauce that is going to really move you forward in life. And not just at a, a small speed. It's almost like a launch pad, okay? Because it's a launch pad for discovery for you. But now once you've reframed it, they never hold you back anymore. It's like scissors cutting a cord. Those things, once you figured it out, you've dealt with it, you've reframed it, it no longer has that hold over you. And so that's what I really love about what you're sharing. 
Yes, absolutely. It's cutting those strings to the, I call them the rocks that have been holding us down. It's time to put the rocks down and pick up the rocket. So like pick up the new beliefs, like I am worthy and put down the I'm not worthy. Um, And absolutely, I love the integrative approach. And I became a certified nutritional practitioner because I went to my doctor. I was waking up every day so swollen. My eyes were swollen shut. I couldn't breathe. I was in chronic pain. I'd be in tears. My digestion was horrible. My hair was falling out. I literally thought I was dying. My doctor did all the things and was like, well, you're the healthiest person I'm going to see all day. So what do you want me to do? Wow. And I thought, well, this I refuse to allow to be my quality of life. So I went and saw a naturopath because there are other opportunities, right? There's naturopathic doctors. And I'm very blessed that my mother introduced this to more natural medicine. She had a similar experience with a doctor. Um, and so she went to a natural route. And so I went to nutrition school and I healed myself. And it was amazing. And then I had the opportunity while in nutrition school to have a concussion. Um, and I started working with brain and spinal cord injuries, started specializing in that. I saw the top neurologist in Toronto. At Sunnybrook Hospital, yeah, he said to me, there's nothing else I can do for you. It's going to cost you more money to come here to pay for parking. Save your money for the supplements that you're using. The only thing above what I was doing, because I covered like all my bases on holistic healing, only thing above what he was doing was um, he said he could give me an injection. What do you call those things when people want to get rid of wrinkles? (laughs) To help with the migraines. Right. And that was his only thing he could do for me. I was already doing the eye exercises, like a full holistic approach. So I've literally spent 18 years studying human potential and performance from a holistic perspective so I could heal myself because honestly, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. I wouldn't have helped the people that I've helped if I didn't get put in that place first. So I believe everything happens for a reason. And it's just finding that meaning. You get to give your experience meaning. So something, this is one of the best NLP tools. So take this, guys, write this down. Something happens and then you give it a meaning. And you usually give it a meaning because of the beliefs and the unconscious filters that you have. So in life, any moment in time, you get to decide how you're going to perceive that experience and how that reality is going to be created for you. So instead of getting mad and being mad at the traditional medicine system that it failed me, I was just like, you know what? It goes so far and it works for who's there and what needs it. And it's essential for those people. And I'm going to go over here. So you have to find what works for you. I believe there's a place for everything, but I truly believe and know that we are self-healing organisms and we just don't know what we don't know yet. And so that brings us to the, the mind part. So our thoughts are creating physiological responses in our body. So we do want to pause and think about those thoughts that we're having, how we speak to ourselves. But most of the time, we're not consciously present to even hear that inner dialogue. And I guarantee you, if you recorded it for a day, you wouldn't be friends with you. (laughs) You're so mean to yourself. You're your own worst critic. So one of the biggest transformations for health is your self-talk and the words you use to describe your experience and the meaning you give to your experiences because that language that you're using to describe everything is creating a physical response in the body. And dis-ease 
is when the thoughts aren't in alignment and harmony with your deepest desires. And then you start to produce the misalignment in the body because the thought triggers certain proteins, which activate and turn on DNA, turn on genes, your cancer gene or you're not, or those things. So you really want to be mindful. A lot of it comes down to the thinking. So if there's anything you take away from today, it's to choose the language you use to describe your experience in the best and positive way. And Brene Brown has a really great uh, talk on this and book, and it's called The Atlas of the Heart. Simply by choosing to say I'm stressed versus overwhelmed will change your physiological state in your body. Because by choosing to say things like I'm overwhelmed, you actually put yourself in a physiological state of overwhelm. So choose the language that's going to serve you best. Yeah, I think that is so powerful. And I talked about this in my last episode, that idea that if we would just isolate our thoughts for a second, we would be like, wait, why are you talking to yourself like that? But we don't realize. And that's the thing about our thoughts. It's not that we necessarily say out loud, oh, I'm unworthy. I'm not good enough. We don't, for the most part, go around saying that. But if we can just quiet when we try to do something. So, oh, I want to sign up for this. No, something in the back of our mind says, no, I'm not going to do it. And it's in that moment. What is holding you back from taking that action? That's where you can find what the thought is, right? So you have to think, what am I not doing that I want to do? Why am I not doing it? And then now yeah. you'll be able to dig deep into your thoughts and just keep asking yourself why. I think it's a really good place. Why didn't I do this? You get an answer. Okay, why did that happen? Okay, why? Just keep being curious. I think if you can be curious about your thoughts, you can really go down a rabbit hole, but a rabbit hole of discovery where you can really mm -hmm. become more aware of your thoughts. And once you're aware of your thoughts, you can isolate them, you can reframe them, and now you can move forward and really shift your mindset. And a really great NLP tool question. So our NLP goal intake form, which helps you identify your goal, helps you identify the limiting beliefs that have you from not getting the goal, which are those inner thoughts you were just talking about. It helps you identify the state of your goal. So identifying your goal is one thing, but the state, so how it would feel to have the goal achieved. So we go through a series of questions. And during those questions, how we help to identify the limiting beliefs, one of the famous questions is why or how or when is that a problem? So you are asking yourself, so I really want to launch my business. And the belief is like, well, that would be really scary. Well, how is it a problem that you believe it's scary? Well, then I'm not going to do it. Well, how is it a problem that you're not going to do it? Well, then I won't feel happy and fulfilled because I know that's what I want to do and I'll stay small. Well, why is it a problem to stay small? Because then I won't do what I meant to do and I won't leave the impact. Well, why is it a problem if you don't leave the impact because I'm going to die unhappy and fulfilled? Okay, one of my biggest beliefs or fears is I'm going to die unhappy and fulfilled. And you go all the way until you can't go any deeper and then you find that limiting belief and a simple reframe is you just switch to the opposite. So I am going to live a happy, I am living, always present in positive tense because the unconscious mind doesn't understand time. So when we say I will have, it stays in the future and it doesn't understand double negatives. So if you say I won't live unhappy and unfulfilled, you actually just said I will live unhappy and unfulfilled. So you would say I am living happy and fulfilled and you would just switch. So an affirmation is a command you've simply been giving to yourself. And so previously, unconsciously, 80% of your thoughts have been negative and those have been the command. So you simply just flip the switch 
And if you can't come up with something of the opposite, you simply just be grateful for the contrast and then focus your energy on something else that's positive. It just switching that state of our body, that physiological state, that's owning your health. No, I love that. You've been giving some really great tips. I really hope the listeners are taking note. I'm definitely taking note for myself because there is so much power in everything that you're saying. And this is why I always like to add an affirmation to my um, podcast as well. Not just for people to say for themselves, but also for them to hear it. Because sometimes they're not even used to people speaking positively around them. So it's hard for them to think for themselves. So I think of affirmations when I'm saying on the podcast, I want to affirm you so that you can then affirm yourself. And I think that is something I'm so passionate about, but also really allows for empowerment. And Heather, for my final question, before we go into rapid fire, I want to ask you, sometimes people are hesitant to do mindset work, okay? And maybe they have deep traumas that they really aren't wanting to kind of resurface or relive. Maybe they don't want to know what their limiting beliefs are. What advice do you have for people who might be in that situation where they're hesitant to overcome their limiting beliefs and traumas, but it would be so powerful for them? So first of all, if you are aware that there is something you want to overcome, you're in the first process of change, congratulations. The first step is awareness. So you're already on the journey. Amazing. The second is the willingness to change. And here's the thing, your unconscious mind's job is to keep you safe. You will self-sabotage as you go to make the change to get those secondary gains of the limiting beliefs to see, see, you aren't worthy enough. And so as you go to make those changes, you have to actually change your self-image and change your inner dialogue and change your beliefs so that you can come out on the other side. And here's what the truth is. If you don't change nothing changes. So I want to ask you, what is more powerful to you, staying where you are or going where you want to be? And you need to connect to your why so much. It needs to be a burning desire that you can burn the boats of where you were in the past. And you said something about a butterfly or a caterpillar earlier. Like, have you ever seen that analogy where the caterpillar is going to the butterfly? It's like, hey, you changed. And the butterfly's like, yeah, we're supposed to. Like, you're supposed to grow and change. We're not remaining the same. Our cells are growing or dying. So choose growth. Yes, it's going to be uncomfortable. Guess what? Your best life's outside your comfort zone. That's where we need to grow and change. So if you're fearing it, it's because your biggest breakthrough and your best life is on the other side. And just know, perfect, absolutely normal, because you are in a state that is ready for change and your ego and your unconscious mind is simply trying to keep you safe and the same. And so it's really hard if you just try to force it and will it and do it on your own. Do it with a practitioner with like myself or Natalie, because this is like speaking from someone <laughs> myself who literally was just smashing that glass ceiling over and over again, willing it. I could not work any harder and then I started the belief switching and working with the unconscious mind and auto-suggestion. So reaffirming affirmations. You want good affirmations. Louise Hay is the affirmation queen. You, want an, you have an ailment in your body. She's got the book, You Can Heal Your Life. You Can Change Your Life. 
You literally open it up. Okay, I'm having kidney issues. It tells you what the limiting belief is that you've been affirming, and it gives you the new affirmation. I just really want you to lean into the possibility of what's on the other side, because what I have seen that's possible for people is what they're willing to allow and not allow in their life. Big, big self-worth up level. They're also not triggered by so many external factors anymore because they've been doing their own inner healing. So their own inner peace, their ability to healthily and safely communicate their boundaries, set them and hold them, and their level of their self-worth of what they're willing to go out and do and believe is possible for them. It's like a whole new life. Like it's incredible. So if you're sitting on the fence and you're going like, Oh, change is scary. You're right. I asked Bob Proctor. He was one of my mentors in his master class. I was like, Bob, how do you make this easier? And he laughed. He's like, it's the same process every single time, Heather. He was 86. He'd been doing this for 56 years, studying Thinking Grow Rich every single day, transforming lives. And I asked him, how do you make this transformation process easier? You just get more comfortable being uncomfortable. That is growth. That is growth. And that is such a perfect way to segue into our rapid fire. Thank you for everything you've shared today, Heather. It is, I can't wait to just go back and listen to this for myself. And I know that the listeners are going to really benefit from this. And you, you shared so much knowledge and I'm going to share all of the links that you spoke about, all of the references you made, because those are other kinds of tools, right? The books that we can read, other resources that we can add to our toolbox to help us out as well. But okay, it's time for rapid fire. So I'll start with a really easy question. Beach or mountains? Ooh, beach. I agree. Always. <laughs> best, <laughs> best book you've ever read? Oh, my God. Uh, so the, there's so many. Mm. Okay, so The Slight Edge is the simplest, easiest book to help with habit transformation. And I, every time I give that book, because it's so simple, I see such a big change because people understand habit so much better. So that is one for habit transformation. And then my favorite all-time book is called The Magic. It's a 28-day gratitude book but, uh, practiced by Ron O'Brien, who wrote The Secret, The Power of the Hero, The Magic, The Magic. You want to change your neurology and your perception to a state of gratitude to literally create magic in your life. Get the book, The Magic. Do it 28 days in a row. I've been doing it since 2014, every single year. And every time I do it, my magnetic point of attraction levels up, life gets easier, and I'm happier. So if you want to change your life, the book, The Magic, and The Slight Edge. I love that. Okay. What's your favorite way to fill your cup? Oh, downtime. Like just uh, unscheduled time. I call it like human beingness. I just be for a day. And then really, it is my niece and nephew. I absolutely love them. They've been a huge part of my why, the generation and the next generation and the kids, our future leaders. They're a huge part of my why. So when I get to spend time with them and help them level up, that hugely fills my cup. But first, it's literally just pausing to let my cup be filled. <laughs> I love that. And in three words, what's your version of a healthy life? Three words. To love yourself. I love that. Yeah, because everything goes through that filter of what you believe you're worth. Yeah. Of what you believe is possible for you. 
And so the biggest thing to help you level up your life and change your life and live a healthy life, set those boundaries, what you'll allow and not allow is to truly love yourself. Yeah. Thank you so much, Heather, for sharing. Please tell the listeners, how can they find out more about you? How can they work with you? Tell us everything. Well, first of all, thank you for such good questions. Such a great episode. I'm so excited for people to have this knowledge. Again, I'm Heather Lee Chapman. I am the creator and founder and director of Own It Empire. So you can simply go to ownitempire.com, grab our free customizable habit tracker because what you track improves and your unconscious beliefs show up in your habits. So change your habits and change your life. We also have all our events on there. So we run free master classes, free network mastermind events. We've got all the courses and everything. If you want to work with us, everything you need to know, own it, empire.com. And make sure you grab that free habit tracker because I've used this with elite <laughs> performers as well with clients with acquired brain injuries. And it's the same process for transformation and change and owning those goals. And owning that life by design. And it's the little mundane things we do day in and day out, compound over time that are easy to do, also easier not to do, that will give us success. And that's why we track them because it improves. So change your habits, change your life. Make sure you grab that and uh, make sure you check out all our events. We'd love to have you. I and thank that. you for having us on the show. The link for it to reach Heather and find out everything about Own It Empire is going to be in the show notes. So make sure you check it out. Again, Heather, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. And to the listeners, continue to serve yourself, your loved ones, your communities. From. Well done.